Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 584 of the Locked On New Year Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. Just want to thank you guys for making Locked On New Year Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. That song you're hearing right now is, of course, Leave the Lights On from our good friends in Pacifier. You can check those guys out anywhere you get your music. And the Rangers just completed a 6-3 route of the New York Islanders. Just an absolutely wild game. It's hard to even know exactly where to begin, but... I think with that said, we should probably begin with the fact that Andrew Kopp uh, picks up a natural hat trick in the first period of this game. He scored all of the Rangers' first three goals, and they were off and running after that. These are all just beautiful goals. Artemi Panarin had a hand in all three of them, just excellent passing by the Rangers. They really hit the ground running in this game here tonight and basically just set the tone and never looked back. Uh, Something that's very easy to kind of lose in the shuffle here as far as, uh, you know, storylines coming out of this game. But it's something that's pretty important and something that I want to kind of point to right here, right now, before we go a whole lot further here, excuse me, is that Alex Georgiev has now won seven consecutive games for this New York Ranger team. And I realize, listen, in a perfect world, he doesn't even touch the ice in the Stanley Cup playoffs, and that's nothing against Alex Georgiev. That's just acknowledging the fact that we have uh, the Vesna likely winner and somebody that should definitely be in the Hart Trophy conversation as well in Igor Shesterkin. So obviously the Rangers are going to go with him, but props to Alex Georgiev. Stops 26 of 29 shots in this game here tonight. And this guy was really, really up against it. I mean, He was hearing an earful from, you know, Ranger Twitter. I was tough on him a couple times on this podcast. I will definitely admit that. There were times where it just felt like he was out there and the Rangers just didn't have a chance to win. But uh, lo and behold, uh, complete 180. I mean, he's really played well and uh, had another solid game in this one for the Rangers. Seven straight wins for Alex Georgiev. This is something that as recently as, I don't know, six, seven, eight weeks ago would have been completely unfathomable, this guy winning uh, seven straight games. You were hopeful that he could just maybe win two in a row. You know, that that's kind of where we are at with Alex Georgiev. But all the credit in the world to him uh, for riding the ship here and, uh, you know, being a very important contributor to this Ranger team down the stretch. Look, the Rangers are now once again tied with the Carolina Hurricanes for first place in the Metro Division. And so if the Rangers end up winning that division by a point, by two points, Alex Georgiev clearly has a really big hand in that uh, by the simple fact that he's now won seven consecutive games. They might end up needing all seven of those wins and all 14 of those points if they're going to eclipse the Carolina Hurricanes and win the Metro Division. But, you know, speaking of the playoff picture and the Metro Division and whatnot, uh, another very important point coming out of this game is that with this victory, the Rangers have now clinched home ice advantage in the first round of the playoffs. That's a bare minimum. If they end up winning the division, then that would give them home ice in the first two rounds of the playoffs. But I think it's also a good time to kind of look at their home and away splits. It's not that dramatic, although the Rangers do have a little bit better of a record in Madison Square Garden as opposed to on the road. You know, honestly, I think it's probably a good thing that, you know, their home record and their away record are somewhat comparable. At home, in the Garden, they are 26 
eight and four on the road, 25, 13 and two. But records aside, you know, you get to the playoffs, it's a whole new season. And I just think that having four games at home certainly bodes well for this team. If they're in a situation where they have to go to a decisive game seven, it'd be nice to have it at home, have Madison Square Garden rocking. Not to mention that, you know, it's a best of seven series and you get the first two games at home. I mean, that garden crowd is just going to be absolutely at a fever pitch for those games. Cannot wait to see what that environment is going to be like. And as for this game tonight, it was a case of the Stars being out for the New York Rangers. I already mentioned Andrew Kopp. And honestly, you might hear that and say, well, you know, Andrew Kopp, he's not really a superstar. Yes, he is. The way he's played with the New York Rangers, he is absolutely a superstar right now. He's had uh, just a crazy amount of points. We'll dive into some of the uh, stats regarding Andrew Kopp in a little while when we go through his three goals and break down his hat trick in this game here tonight. But in addition to Kopp, you've got Artemi Panarin with four assists and Adam Fox with three assists. So stellar nights for the two of them. Artemi Panarin, I swear this is true. After the second goal by Andrew Kopp, it was 2-0 Rangers in the first period. I was watching this game with my wife, and I said to her, Artemi Panarin is going to end up with five assists in this game. Andrew Kopp is going to get a hat trick, and Ryan Strom is going to get the other two goals. We came one Ryan Strom goal short of that actually coming to fruition, which would have been pretty wild. But either way, just a stellar night for Artemi Panarin. And, you know, with Panarin... At times, you know, like a lot of players on this team can be selfless to a fault, but I, I mean, you got to love this guy. He likes setting up his teammates for goals far more than he likes scoring goals himself. I am 100% convinced about that when it comes to Artemi Panarin, and obviously, uh, he was absolutely just fantastic. So elusive with the puck, nobody could get the puck away from him. Uh, there was one instance where, you know, he took a hit along the boards to deliver a pass. That led to a goal for the Rangers. Artemi Panarin just operating at a whole other level over the last handful of games here, and Guys, he's going to get to 100 points. We were talking in the most recent game how we were down to five games left and he needed, let's see, eight points to get to 100. Well, he got four of them tonight. He's now got four games left to get four more points, which would get him to the century mark, his first ever 100-point season. Even with 96 points, he's already set a new career high. Uh, but that would obviously be uh, tremendous to see. I mean, not 100%. I, I guess you never really know for sure, but the way this guy is piling up points and just how dangerous he looks every time he has the puck out there, uh, you got to figure that he's got a really, really good shot to get there. We'll see if maybe Gerard Gallant opts to rest him for a game down the stretch here, but uh, yeah, certainly it's something that's on the table, a 100-point season for Artemi Panera. And then as for Adam Fox, again, we mentioned he had three assists in this game here tonight. You know, not too long ago, I, I saw not a ton of Ranger fans, but at least a few on social media you know, kind of worried about the fact that Adam Fox's points were down a little bit. He had a seven-game stretch there where he only had one assist. I could not have possibly been any less worried about any of that. I mean, it was going to break sooner or later. Obviously, the Rangers had scuffled on the power play a little bit, so that also uh, kind of results in him having fewer points, fewer assists. But it's one of those things where you know he's going to come out of it. And even if he's not producing points in a crazy clip as he normally does, he's still probably the Ranger best defenseman on the ice. I mean, defensively, he's still giving you very important minutes and obviously somebody that's going to be very, very important to the Rangers' success come playoff time. But I just figured sooner or later, this dude's going to just start piling up the assists again. And he had three in this one. Uh, he scored a goal in the game before this, and he had an assist in the game before that. So he did have that seven-game stretch there where he was a little quiet as far as the amount of points concerned. 
but I could not have possibly been less worried about that. You knew this was coming. You knew eventually uh, he was going to be back uh, racking up points and you know setting up his teammates for some goals, as he did in this game here tonight. Uh, we're just getting rolling here. we got to break down everything that happened with Andrew Kopp. His hat trick will we'll take you through all three of the goals that he scored in this game here tonight. We'll get to all that good stuff in just a second. But first, just want to let everybody know, today's episode of Locked on New York Rangers is brought to you by Bilt Bar. I'm sticking to my resolution to eat right, Thanks to Bilt Bar. It almost feels like it's not really a resolution because I actually enjoy eating them. Have you tried the Puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of Bilt Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein infused marshmallow. All Bilt Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate, Puffs included, 100% real chocolate. Low calorie, high protein. Replace your candy bars with these. They are better. A typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories. Most Bilt Bars contain 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. At Bilt Bar, they are all about the taste. They make it taste delicious first, then they figure out how to make it healthy. And I don't know how they do it, but they pull it off every single time. Go to Bilt.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right, just want to thank you guys for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast, nightly recaps of every NHL game with analysis from our local experts. It is free and available wherever you get your podcasts. So some bummer news coming out of this game is that it sounds like Andrew Kopp suffered a lower body injury. This according to a tweet from friend of the show, Vince Mercagliano. Initially, you know, Gerard Gallant did his postgame presser and he said it's not an injury for Andrew Kopp and that Philip Heedle is a little sore from a cross check. But then the Rangers announced that Kopp has a lower body injury. So uh, Gallant, you know, obviously didn't disclose that to the media. And by proxy, us as fans. But it also sounds like Gallant did not talk to the trainers before he talked to the media. And so that might be why he was unaware of the injury. But man, at this point, you just keep your fingers crossed. I mentioned the other day, this team cannot have any more injuries. You know, the way they've been playing recently, they've just been so good. All these guys that they brought in the trade deadline have fit like gloves. And it's just been a joy to watch. We can't have this happen. We have to see the Rangers go into the playoffs at or near full strength and just let this thing play out the way that it's meant to be played out. You don't want playoff series to simply be determined by, you know, which team has fewer injuries. And obviously, Capo Caco's out of the lineup. They mentioned that they're hopeful to have him back with two or three games left in the regular season. I understand the skepticism there among Ranger fans, but uh, hopefully that is indeed the case, that Kako can get back. And of course, Tyler Mott, it sounds like, you know, just kind of reading between the lines and what they've said about the injury to Mott, we're probably not going to be seeing him again without the Rangers making a, you know, pretty significant uh, run in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Never bet against hockey players. Maybe he can come back a little bit sooner than expected. But man, this injury to Andrew Kopp, let's just all hold our collective breaths, do whatever uh, superstitious thing that you got to do if you have a certain superstition. Let's just hope that Andrew Kopp is okay because this guy has been absolutely just tremendous ever since coming over to the Rangers uh, near the trade deadline there. And obviously, if there's a situation where he's a little bit banged up, then if you're the Rangers, 100% air on the side of caution. There's only four games left in the regular season. If he could use a day off, Give it to him. The Rangers are back in action on Saturday afternoon at 3 p.m. in Boston against the Bruins. There is 
No reason for Andrew Kopp to play in that game, even if it's just a minor injury. Let's make sure that he's okay, gets the rest and recuperation that he needs, and is ready to rock and roll when the playoffs roll around. So again, just fingers crossed. I mean, again, lower body injury. I don't know what that means. It's very vague. Lower body injury, upper body injury. We've been over this. It's the only two injuries that exist in hockey. So again, all you can do if you're a Ranger fan right now is just keep your fingers crossed and hope that he's okay. And then if he does have to miss time, that it's only for, you know, a game or two here and that once again, he is ready to go uh, come playoff time. But let's go ahead and certainly celebrate the incredible night that Andrew Kopp had for himself in this game. You've got him giving the Rangers a game-long lead at one to nothing fairly early in the first period. Artemi Panarin moves in up the left side, and I mentioned in the intro just how dangerous he looks with the puck right now. Even by Artemi Panarin's standards, it just looks like this guy is a threat to either score himself or just put it on a tee for one of his teammates every single time that he's got the puck. But you could see, you know, he was moving in uh, very quickly. A lot of Islanders kind of gravitated toward him, you know, trying to clog up some passing lanes, trying to put some pressure on him, not allow him to get a shot away or create a scoring opportunity or anything like that. And then Panarin sends a backhand pass back to Andrew Kopp, and Kopp receives the pass in stride, lets it fly, and scores. And with this goal, Andrew Kopp up to points in 13 out of the 15 games that he has played as a New York Ranger. What a pickup. What an amazing trade deadline season by Chris Drury. I know I've mentioned it a couple times in some recent episodes, but you cannot say enough about the job that this Ranger front office did in improving this team and making it look like a bonafide Stanley Cup contender with some of the moves that they made. And it's doubly true when you consider the fact that they didn't give up an enormous amount to do so. You know, I know the two second-round picks for Andrew Kopp and the one can become a first-round pick if the Rangers make a deep playoff run and Kopp plays enough games. Uh, but, man, I mean, this this team just knocked it out of the park at the trade deadline. The winners of the trade deadline season, the New York Rangers. Just an absolutely fantastic job, uh, you know, improving this team and giving them a serious chance come playoff time. Something else that I noticed about this goal, and we noticed it quite a bit in this game because the Rangers scored a lot of goals. I like when the Rangers score on the road against the Islanders. Now, don't get me wrong. When the Rangers are home, I like to hear, you know, they score the goal. You get the goal horn. You get that great uh, song that plays after every single New York Ranger goal. You get the fans singing along. That's a ton of fun, no doubt about it. But when they're on the road against the Islanders, there's no goal horn because they're not going to sound off the goal horn for the opposing team. And there's no music playing either. So... The Rangers score, and because, you know, more than half the fans in the Islanders arena are Ranger fans, especially in a situation like this where the Rangers are having a great season and the Islanders aren't, a uh, ton of Ranger fans in that building. So there's no goal horn, there's no music, there's just a bunch of New York Ranger fans cheering and making a bunch of noise and basically just completing their takeover of the New York Islanders arena. We see this in some other arenas when the Rangers are on the road. Uh, certainly anytime they're in Tampa, good amount of Ranger fans there. Florida, you know, a couple Ranger fans there to be sure. And I've actually noticed it on the road against the Carolina Hurricanes earlier this season. A lot of Ranger fans there as well. So it's great that, uh, you know, Ranger fans are spread out all over the place, but you really hear it when they're on the road against the Islanders. And again, no goal horn, no music, just a bunch of Ranger fans making a ton of noise. I just love that. I, I think that's very unique and just a lot of fun to see the Rangers take over the arena of their hated division rival, New York Islanders. But let's get to goal number two by Andrew Kopp here. You've got Artemi Panarin once again passing 
to Andrew Kopp. Kopp delays, and he centers the puck to Ryan Strom. Strom was not able to convert from right in front of the net there, but the puck ends up bouncing back to Artemi Panarin, and Panarin basically, it was like a replay. He made the exact same pass over to Andrew Kopp, and this time Kopp, instead of passing, decides to shoot, and he scores from a really sharp angle here. Goes kind of top shelf, 2 to nothing for the New York Rangers, and I gotta say, another you know, very casual observation. Even at this point in the game when it was only two to nothing, it was so gratifying to see the Rangers get a couple of goals past Semyon Varlamov. Varlamov has really had this team's number over the past couple of seasons. I realize the Islanders, you know, they're a team that uh, maybe not quite as much this year, but the two preceding seasons plays excellent team defense. But Varlamov has been really, really good against the Rangers. So to get two early goals against him on the road, no less, uh, felt really, really good. And then Obviously, they were just on their way to uh, hanging a sixth spot on Semyon Varlamov. The goalie, maybe more than any other in this league, that just simply has the Rangers' number and simply, on most nights, does not allow the puck to get by him. But the Rangers obviously flipped the script there and, uh, you know, pretty much lit him up tonight. But as for the third goal for Andrew Kopp, you had Artemi Panarin once again making this whole thing happen. Some great work in the neutral zone, you know, kind of uh, winning a puck battle there along the boards. And then he gains the blue line and takes a hit as he's delivering the pass. Gets it over to Andrew Kopp. Kopp's in the center of the ice. Kopp now dishes to his right to Ryan Strom. And Strom sends it right back to Kopp for the easy tipping goal from the doorstep there. Three to nothing Rangers at that point. And Andrew Kopp uh, with this... Natural hat trick here, up to 18 points in 15 games as a New York Ranger. And as far as the hat trick in the first period, obviously it's a really rare feat, but perhaps even more rare than uh, some people might expect. Because Cop, by scoring a hat trick in the first period, and I got to thank the Madison Square Garden broadcast for this, the first New York Ranger with a hat trick in the first period since Kelly Kissio did so in 1986. And the first natural hat trick in the first period since Don Rally did it. I didn't catch the uh, the year that that happened, but I think they said like 1948 or something like that. Whatever it was, it was an eternity ago. And uh, just great to see Andrew Kopp, you know, again, just continue to absolutely kill it for the New York Rangers, his new team. We're going to go ahead and keep breaking down some highlights from this win for the New York Rangers in just a second. We're also going to talk about the big dust up between Jacob Truba and Wallstrom. You know, they kind of went at it during a play stoppage in front of the New York Ranger net, so we're going to break that down as well. Uh, but first, just want to let everybody know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by BetOnline.net. BetOnline is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all of the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online, where the game starts. All right, and just want to thank you guys once again for making Lockdown New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. So we're going to get to the Truba and Wallstrom fisticuffs in just a second here. But first, I actually just want to make mention of the fact that the Rangers, you know, they had that amazing shutout streak, having shut out the last three teams that they played coming into this game here tonight. And they were up 3-0 after the first period in this game as well. So they tacked on a whole other period to that shutout streak. But the Islanders end up scoring a goal. Uh, Nelson with a tap-in goal to beat Georgiev just 37 seconds into the second period. Cut the Ranger lead to 3-1. to And so with that, the Rangers' consecutive 
shutout time on the ice is halted at 200 minutes and 43 seconds. Just a remarkable stretch and uh, awesome to see that they got to the 200-minute uh, milestone there. But obviously, it couldn't last forever. And hey, yeah, the streak ended, but the Rangers got another very convincing win over their division rivals. So you got to take that for sure. One other thing that I definitely noticed in the second period, and I've noticed it over the last couple of games as well, is Chris Kreider right now is hell-bent on uh, setting up Frankie Vetrano for a goal. And obviously, Vetrano has uh, scored a lot of goals since coming over to the Rangers, played very, very well. But uh, there were a couple of instances in this game where, you know, Kreider put it right on the tape for Vetrano, and it looked like it was going to be a goal. Uh, in one instance, Varlamov actually made a really nice save, sliding to his right. Uh, Kreider won a puck battle in the corner and threw it out in front to Vitrano, and you've got Varlamov, you know, moving quickly to his right, getting his pad barely on the puck. You know, the puck hit kind of the top part of Varlamov's pad there and stayed out of the net. But Kreider's been very, very close to, uh, you know, setting up Vitrano for an easy tap-in goal, and uh, that's something to look for in the next game. I think they're just due to link up for a goal there. There have been a couple times recently, like I said, where Kreider has, uh, you know, set up Vitrano and uh, nearly converted that into a goal. Another positive coming out of this game was that the Rangers converted on their one and only power play opportunity of the night. And obviously, you know, the Rangers went through that stretch where they went two for 19 in the month of April on the power play. Uh, but they've picked it up since then. They've scored one power play goal in all of their most recent three games here. And who else do you think it would be besides Chris Kreider? He gets his 50 first goal of the season. You've got Mika Zibanejad and Adam Fox playing a little bit of pitch and catch, and then Fox throws the puck at the net. The save is made, but Kreider's right there to clean up the rebound, bury it, and give the Rangers a 4-1 lead at that point in the game. And by the way, the Islander penalty kill, number four in the league. So it's not like the Rangers did this against, you know, one of these recent opponents who don't have good penalty kills. Islanders have a good penalty kill, despite obviously not having a very good season. So once again, very, very nice to see the Ranger power play unit starting to find its way, starting to heat up right before the playoffs here. And like I said, I also want to talk about this little dust-up that happened in front of the New York Ranger net in the second period, fairly late in the second period, with the Rangers leading 4-1 at that point. Uh, you've got Georgiev making a save and holding for a stoppage. He gets a little bit of a snow shower from Bellows, and Miller, you know, kind of just tried to move him out of there. And the Islanders at that point, you know, a light push by Miller, nothing savage or anything like that. But the Islanders basically go into full-blown attack mode, and, you know, they're pushing and shoving, and there's a lot of action in the crease there. And you get a situation where, you know, great job by Jacob Truba and Alexi Lafreniere, both jumping in there because... I don't think Miller was expecting to be, you know, basically attacked in this situation here, and he was kind of back on his heels. So the Rangers jumped in there, coming to the aid of their teammate, and uh, Jacob Truba and Wallstrom, they end up uh, kind of tangled up, and they're trying to fight, but, you know, they're kind of wrestling with each other, and, you know, at this point, they're already engaged. They don't really have the opportunity to throw their gloves down, as strange as that sounds. It seemed like they both wanted to, but obviously, you know, you drop your gloves there, you're also kind of exposing yourself for a second. So they're kind of like punching each other with their gloves on, and they end up getting matching minors for this. Uh, so it's a four-on-four four as a result of this get-together. You've got Artemi Panarin making another beautiful pass to Ryan Strom, and Strom buries it. So he hits the 20-goal plateau for the first time in his career. And again, this is just a situation where basically... I don't want to say every player on the Rangers, but a lot of them are having career seasons, and you can maybe even throw Ryan Strom into that mix as well. Once again, uh, hitting a nice round number there, 20 goals for Ryan Strom, and that put Panarin at 96 points on the season. And as we already talked about, he now has a fantastic chance of uh, hitting the century mark for the first time in his NHL career. 
And speaking of Panarin and another milestone that could be within reach, well, it is within reach. We'll see if he can actually pull it off or not. But uh, they showed this stat during the MSG broadcast as well. Brian Leach is the Rangers' single season leader with 80 assists. And I believe that happened in 91-92 with the Rangers. Uh, Panarin is at 74. So he's six assists behind Brian Leach. And again, there's only four games left. That seems like a lot of assists, you know, six assists in four games, but who's going to bet against the bread man at this point? You know, would you really be shocked if he ended up pulling it off, at least tying the mark? Uh, that would obviously be pretty cool to see as well. And, you know, we talked about the first five Ranger goals of this game. We might as well just go right ahead and do number six here. And that comes as the result of a three-on-one break for the New York Rangers. They're up five to two in the third period as this is happening. But you've got Alexi Lafreniere carrying the puck up the left side. He makes a centering pass to Barclay Goodrow, you know, kind of pass back to Goodrow. Goodrow then immediately dishes back to his left and forward to Alexi Lafreniere. And then Lafreniere, beautiful pass across the top of the crease to Ryan Reeves for a tipping goal. And uh, Ryan Reeves gets his fourth marker of the season. And he was so happy. You could see him on the bench uh, just laughing and enjoying it. Uh, he doesn't get to score very often, but you can tell uh, he enjoys any time it does happen. And, you know, Reeves, it's crazy because he doesn't really play that many minutes for this Ranger team. And we've even seen him as a healthy scratch a couple of times somewhat recently. But, you know, again, I would have to look at the stats to know for sure. But I would bet anything that right now that he is still uh, top five in the NHL in hits. And he does this despite, once again, not playing all that often. In fact, Ryan Reeves in this game here tonight ended up with 15 minutes and 35 seconds of ice time, which is kind of a lot for him, I would say. Um, but he goes out there, just throws his weight around, had eight hits in this game. So basically, this guy, despite not playing a lot of minutes every single night, he just goes out there and just starts hitting people. He's a wrecking ball, a tone setter, and obviously somebody that, you know, can have the back of his Ranger teammates. There was actually an incident a little bit later in this game where there was a little bit of a get-together. I think this one was actually in front of the Islander net, but, you know, it looked like there could be fireworks, and I swear the Islanders realized, oh, crap, Ryan Reeves is on the ice. We're not going to try to pull anything right now. So that's the Ryan Reeves effect, and uh, very, very cool to see him get a goal here for sure. And I talked about Alex Georgiev and how he's had uh, certainly a really nice resurgence for himself uh, in the latter parts of the season here. Wanted to at least highlight one or two more of his saves. I mean, I know he gave up three goals in this game, but he was solid and uh, made some timely saves for the Rangers for sure. Uh, there was an instance in the third period where the Islanders had just scored kind of early in the third to cut the Ranger lead to 5-2, to two, and they had a chance to knock it down to 5-3. to three. But Georgiev, I think with probably his best save of the night, a really aggressive save against Kyle Palmieri. Uh, you know, Georgiev came way out of his crease, uh, basically to the top of the crease, maybe even beyond the top of the crease, and he fought off a really tough shot from Kyle Palmieri, uh, sent it wide of the net, and kept it at 5-2 to two with about 12 minutes or so to go in the game. So a really nice save there. And then uh, just kind of the cherry on the Sunday. Late in the game, 2.41 remaining. You've got Casey Sezikis moving in with some speed, and Georgiev made a really nice glove save against him as well. So great night for Georgie, great night for the Rangers, and we just keep our fingers crossed as Ranger fans that Andrew Kopp is going to be okay. I did notice on Twitter while recording this that it looks like the Rangers will have an update tomorrow. So let's just hope for the best. That's pretty much all we can do, and uh, hopefully Andrew Kopp is back out there and is no worse for the wear and uh, can continue 
to play excellent hockey for this team down the stretch and into the Stanley Cup playoffs. Uh, but that will pretty much do it for tonight, guys. Once again, if you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. And definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. And also, definitely make sure to subscribe to the Locked On New York Rangers YouTube channel. All episodes, full episodes of Locked On New York Rangers will be available both on YouTube and on whatever audio platform you might be listening to this on currently if you're listening on an audio platform. But I will say uh, you want to be subscribed on YouTube as well. There is some bonus content that goes up there from time to time. And a lot of times uh, the episode will premiere on YouTube before it's available on the audio platform. So definitely uh, subscribe there as well. And uh, thank you in advance for doing so or for anybody who already has. Thank you very much. And uh, yeah, that'll pretty much do it for tonight. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time. Thanks for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. In our next episode, we're going to break down everything that happens between the Rangers and Bruins on Saturday. Now make your second listen, Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Host Steel Rodine and Flip Livingston help you become the expert of your fantasy league. It is free and available wherever you get your podcasts.